It's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week, I'm part of a great program called The Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a special edition of New York, New York after the New York Knickerbockers live to die another day. There will be a game six on Friday night, 112 to 103. The Knicks take down the Miami Heat. We have more basketball to worry about for the next 48 hours. And the Knicks feel good season of 2022, 2023 continues. And listen, before we begin, dissecting everything you need to know about this particular game. Here's where we got to start. Holy smokes, what an effort. What a performance by the one, the only, Jalen freaking Brunson. Jalen Brunson in an elimination game. Jalen Brunson in a game his team had to have was as brilliant as it gets and was the best player on the floor, hands down, on Wednesday night. He goes for 38, 9, and 7. Another 30-point performance. He was incredibly efficient. And the fact that he put his Game 5 performance up there with a Walt Clyde Frazier all-time 
playoff performance should tell you something. Jalen Brunson has given the Knicks everything you could hope for and then some. And on this particular night, it's very simple. He was not going to let his team lose. And you could see that at the end of the first quarter. You could see it when the Knicks got hot in the second quarter with Julius Randle on the bench. And it really continued even as Miami made a frantic run in the fourth quarter of this game. The Knicks would not be playing on Friday night without the heroics of Jalen Brunson. It will go down as one of the best free agent signings the Knicks have ever made. Jalen Brunson is that dude across the board. So happy, so thankful he's a member of the New York Knickerbockers. What a performance. Now, Jalen Brunson is reason number one the Knicks were able to go and win this game. Reason number two the Knicks were able to go and win this game, they got after it on the glass. And if you watch the first four to five minutes of this game, the Knicks seemed to be a step slow on the glass. It felt like Miami again was getting those second and those third and sometimes those fourth opportunities. But that changed. It changed really starting in the second quarter and it continued throughout the duration of this game. You look at the rebounding mismatch in game number five, 50 to 34. So the Knicks own the Miami Heat tonight on the glass. That is something they absolutely have to do if they want to have any chance now of pulling off the unthinkable and winning this series. Much better effort and much better execution getting after it, getting those rebounds, and getting to those 50-50 balls that they were not getting to, especially in game number four. Now, it was not pretty in the fourth quarter. This game looked like it was going to be a ho-hum, feed-up, relaxing fourth quarter where maybe it was just going to be a full-fledged party at Madison Square Garden. It was not. And that tells you something about this Miami team. They are relentless. They are cockroaches. Even on a night where Jimmy Bowler was not very good, was 5-12 from the field. On a night where Vincent was not very good, Lowry, until the fourth quarter, did absolutely nothing. Like the Knicks were cruising late in the third quarter of this game. But Miami hung around. They forced a turnover or two. And then Duncan Robinson, it felt like, hit three after three after three after three. And there were a couple instances in this game where it felt like the Knicks are one possession away from losing this thing in five. Like, there were a couple of instances there in the fourth quarter where it's like, holy smokes, they had better score. Because if they don't score, and Miami is in a position where all of a sudden you look up and it's a one-point game, it could be game, set, match. You could argue the biggest sequence of this game, though, late in the game, it's 103-101. Barrett misses, but who's there to put it back? Hortenstein. And Hortenstein brought the house down. He gave the Knicks some really big minutes. If you go back to game two of this series, he played really well in the Cleveland series. That was a monster, monster sequence in the game because you got the make dunk, boom, Robinson misses the three, and it felt like the Knicks could relax just a little bit. Then, how about the steal from Quentin Grimes when he's hurt and he's hobbled and he makes the play that basically sealed the game? 
Quentin Grimes and his manager complained. He's gotten a lot more playing time. I mean, Brunson and Quentin Grimes did not sit for a minute in this game. This was not a good Josh Hart night. He had that flagrant foul early. He was all out of sorts. Put a little bit better in the fourth quarter, but this was not one of his better games. The Knicks going small and the Knicks basically pushing Bam out of bio to the perimeter made, made a difference because it felt like they got him out of the, the paint area. It felt like there were far more opportunities for the Knicks wing players and even the Nick guards to go and rebound. That's going to have to continue in game number six. Now, tonight, I think the Knicks in many ways validated what you needed to see out of this team. They did not quit. They played with a whole lot of heart. They gave you a whole lot of intensity and they found a way to win a tough playoff game. What does that mean for Friday night? Who the hell knows? Do I, in my heart of hearts, think that the Knicks, from what I've seen here in this series, are going to go down to Miami and find a way to win a game six on the road? Truth be told, no, I don't. Miami has been a better team in this series. And even on a night when the Knicks have a whole lot going for them, they shot the ball well, they out-rebounded in the heat. It's a two-point game with two minutes to play. That should tell you something. But that sort of effort that you got here in Game 5, winning the rebounding advantage, Brunson carrying you, that's kind of the blueprint for going down to Miami and pulling out the unthinkable. Can the Knicks go and pull out the unthinkable? At this point, let's be real. They go and win a Game 6 on the road, that's going to be the biggest win the franchise has had in 20 years. I'm not kidding. You'd have to go all the way back to the Game 7 in Miami in the year 2000. Or 2001. It was the 2000-2001 season. Because 99 or 98-99, they ended up making the NBA Finals. 99-2000. So I had it right. It was the year 2000. So that's why you can't second-guess yourself. That was Game 7. They won Game 6 at home. Clarence Weatherspoon missed the shot late and the Knicks ended up winning the game. Well. If the Knicks can go and win Friday night, it's the biggest win the franchise has had in 20 years. They gave you a moment tonight. They gave you a moment. And I have to be fair. Before we get to calls, I'm texting Stefan this. I'm texting a couple of different people in my life this. Second quarter, the Knicks go on a run with Julius Randle on the bench. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, keep his ass on the bench. The Knicks were playing well in the second quarter. Their energy and their effort looked a lot better. Their defense looked a lot better. And I'm like, you know what? Keep his ass on the bench. Tom Thibodeau didn't listen to me. And good thing the coach didn't listen to me. Because Randall hit that big shot at the end of the first half. Significant to some if you bet the Knicks in the first half. Just throwing that out there. And Randall gave him some really good minutes in the third quarter. Still scares you a little bit in this series. But credit the head coach for going back to him because he ended up making some plays. All right. A lot of calls to get to. A lot of reaction to get to. Um, we're going to lead it off. AJ gets us going. He joins us here on this Wednesday, soon to be early Thursday. We have a game six to worry about. What's happening, AJ? How you doing, babe? AJ, how you doing, man? AJ, fantastic. I'm glad we're doing this on a happy note. I'm glad it's not the last one of the year. So there's that. What's up? 
So I, I was at the game. I'm driving home now. And, and I mean, listen, tonight was about Jalen Brunson. He was absolutely incredible, played every second. And one thing I noticed, J.J., after the first quarter, Julius Randle, who was terrible in the first, one for seven, two turnovers. Randle's at the end of the bench, kind of pouting his fans. Kind of, we kind of gave it to him. Brunson went over to him, was talking to him. He was keeping him, you know, keeping his head in the game. And, and that speaks volumes. When's the last time the Knicks had a, a leader on and off the court like Jalen Brunson? That's, it might be the best signing in New York history, and I'm lucky to have him. We're lucky to have him. And listen, man. The pressure's on Miami. We win one game, bring it back to the Garden, and I like their chances. It's not going to be easy, but pressure's on them. I think there's something to that, AJ. Look, the Knicks were expected to win this series at the outset, even though it really, in many ways, was a coin flip series. But with Miami going up three games to one, yeah, we're now at a point where nobody expects the Knicks to win this series. Everybody expects Miami to win this series. I'll be perfectly transparent with you, AJ. I expect Miami to go win this series on Friday night. But now there's at least a little shadow of doubt, perhaps, going back to that arena for game six. And if I'm the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau, it's simple. No one's giving us a shot. Let it all hang out. But bring it with the effort and the intensity that you got in game five. And that's a great point about Brunson going and talking to Julius Randle because I knew a couple of Knicks fans who were in the building tonight. They told me point blank. They gave it to Julius Randle. They were booing him in the first quarter. And I can't even blame the Knicks fans that were booing Julius Randle in the first quarter with the way he looked and with the way he was playing. But he responded. We have to be fair. We have to give credit where credit is due. Julius Randle, after a nightmarish start to this game, ended up stepping up, and he still gives you 24 points and a 7-13 from the field. You'll live with that. Yeah, he played well. And, and also, shout-out Quentin Grimes. His defense on Butler all night was incredible, man. I mean, he played every second like Brunson. Shout out Grimes, knocked out some threes. We get that again on Friday. Who knows? AJ, listen, it's going to take every last ounce of effort and energy out of the New York Knickerbockers to go and win this game on Friday night. And I'm seeing the line is basically exactly what it was for game three and exactly what it was for game four. You know, the odds makers are pretty consistent in the way that they handle this sort of stuff. They got the Knicks as a four and a half point dog. And I had a feeling the Knicks were going to show up tonight. You know, when I left the arena on Monday, I'm like, it's over. And I didn't make the official prediction because, you know, you got to get on the flight. I was in a pissy, sour mood. I'm like, I'm going to sleep on it. When I got to SNY and I saw that the line had all of the public pounding the Miami Heat. I said that to Raheem Palmer and Joe House the other day on our East Coast Bias show. Kind of led me in a direction I was going to take the New York Knicks. The Knicks won this game because of Brunson and effort and getting after it on the boards. And don't lose sight of what Barrett gave you. Barrett, Barrett has been tremendous for the Knicks in this postseason. Outside of the first two games in Cleveland, I can't say enough good things about what RJ has brought to the table. Let's head to Joe. He joins us next. Joe, welcome in. Uh, we get ready for a game six. What's happening, sir? Jay, yeah, that was some night. I tell you, really, I, I'm trying to just soak it all in and enjoy it. I know it's going to be a tough hill to climb and, you take one game at a time and you see, but it was enjoyable, I, I will say. But it was it got a little scary in the fourth. I, I just feel like it's always with the Knicks, with the inbounding, the violations, backcourt violations. I said to myself, oh, my God, here we go. They're going to blow this game because of stupidity. But thank God they came out. You know, I, I Definitely I was with you. I, I also probably would have benched Randall. And I guess I give uh, uh, credit to Thibodeau. He did a good job. 
I, I don't know what happened to Hart tonight. I was kind of shocked he didn't really show up. But you know what? Shout out to Mitchell Robinson. They did the hacker shack and he hit his free. He hit some free throws. That's an excellent observation, Joe, because I think he ended up going three or four in the hacker shack scenario. So four or six total. But then he hit three of his last four. So, yeah, that was the strategy Eric Spolstra tried pulling out of the old bag of tricks. You can totally understand why with Mitch not being a great foul shooter. And I thought that Mitch's activity and Mitch's energy in this game was far better than it was in game three and game four. I mean, it gives you eight points, but he gave you 11 rebounds. That's the key. He was active on the glass. My favorite stat of the night, Brunson's 48 minutes, one turnover. The guy is a gem. Gem. That's an incredible stat line. And you look at the stat line for Jalen Brunson, Joe. 38, 9, and 7. One turnover in an elimination game. You can't play better. I know sometimes we can be dramatic and we can blow things out of proportion. That will go down as one of the all-time great Nick playoff games. Don't at me. That's one of the all-time great playoff games by a New York Knicks. And then you throw in the fact that it's when your team is facing elimination, makes it that much sweeter. That much sweeter. Let's head to uh, our buddy Tony. He joins us next. Tone, take it away. JJ, you got me? I got you, Tone. Welcome in. Can we get a moving screen called an autobio? That's my, I, I know you said after the last game, it's not a ref show if the Heat win, which seems very likely it's going to be because they out hustled us, they out rebounded us. But my God, man, the Heat, they are moving screens on almost every play. And I feel like that actually has straight up injured. I mean, Grimes almost got injured, uh, comes back and makes a great play. But I'd like to see some, uh, some better officiating on the screens for the Heat. And I, I actually think that could make a big difference in game six. Well, Tony, we've seen it both sides, though. I mean, there were a couple that went against Miami that I, I thought were questionable as well. You know, like watching that game, I'm like, in the first quarter, it felt like it was a ref show. And it felt like the Knicks were not getting the better of the whistle. Then it felt like in that second quarter, the officials tried to, you know, even it out to some degree. And look, Adebayo has really been a pain in the ass for the Knicks. Um, I, I know you look at his stat line today and he gives you 18 and 8. He was 7-11 from the field. But in the second half of this game, especially the second half, it felt like he was not as active and he was not as involved as we've seen him in other games of this series. And it was noticeable, Tony, in a couple of different reasons. Number one, what you're watching on the court. And then, you know, we needed one more rebound for our little SGP to hit. So I'm like, geez, is this guy going to get to eight rebounds? He had six in the first half. And then the Knicks really did a good job of keeping him off the glass. That, that Brunson is why we're talking about a game number six. The Knicks got after it. 50-50 balls, getting to those loose balls, rebounding the basketball. Did a far better job than they did and really the last two games that we saw down in South Beach. You're absolutely right. I mean, the Heat, they don't miss those shots. You can feel it, too. When they get those, like, those rebounds right around the free throw line, they can kick it out. They they just seem to always find that guy in the corner um, for an open three, and that killed us. I was rooting for you. I, was my, you know, I wanted your uh, your eight rebounds for out of bio to hit. But, uh, well, we got it. Listen, Tony, bottom line, we got it. That's all that matters. Yeah, it was a... It was a little too close for comfort. The most important thing that we got here on Wednesday night is that the New York Knickerbockers are playing a game number six. That's the most important thing that we have in our uh, little bag of tricks. But to hit another SGP, especially when our friends at FanDuel posted on the website, we got the big video out, you know, 
At that point, you know I want to pimp it. Come on now. Of course. Let's head to the great Kenny in Staten Island. He joins us next. Kenny, the floor is yours. Welcome in. Hello, sir. What's going on, JJ? Listen, uh, I texted you yesterday that the Knicks should go small and just, you know, try to play man, man up. They, you know, Kevin Love today, 0 for 7 from the three-point line. That was huge. You know, he's one-dimensional. You know, you get him inside the three-point line, he ain't going to do nothing. He's very lethal. And him shooting 0 for 7 was huge. So it was good to see the, the Knicks play some defense on the three-point stripe. The other thing is, I can't believe that. Miami outscored the Knicks 29-5 to in fast-break points off of turnovers. And, and the Knicks still win the game. You know, and you look at this every game in this series. The Knicks basically had their moments, but they haven't put together a whole game yet. And I got a strange feeling it's coming game six. I got a strange feeling that the Knicks are going to beat them. You know, not, you know, just win the game and play, play good the whole game. They've had a lot of lapses, even in the wins. They've had a lot of lapses where, you know, even finishing the games, you know, they always got to make it scary. It always goes from an eight-point lead to a two-point lead. And they, you know, and they caught a break tonight with that, with that Hartenstein put back. So, like I said, they haven't put a full game together yet. Uh, Brunson tonight, like I said, it's a game. He could have been better. Kenny, he could not have been better. Here's my fear, though, going down to Miami. This is a very quick turnaround. Jalen Brunson played every minute on Wednesday night. Quinn Grimes played every minute on Wednesday night. What kind of shape? I know they're going to play. I know they're going to have moments. But can they give you that same sort of intensity for the second time in three days? That's asking a lot, especially being on the road. And you know this, Kenny. Miami is going to shoot the ball better than they did tonight. Much, much better. Well, you know, then it just comes down to the defense and 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 not allowing those second chances. And like I said, the Knicks haven't played a complete game yet, and I think it's coming. And oh boy, would I love to see like all of us a game seven at the Garden. That well, Kenny, you know, I got a birthday coming up on Monday. There would be no better birthday present than for yours truly to be in the building after a round of golf, rocking and rolling. For a game number seven. So, yes, I would love to will that into existence. I'm being transparent. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Knicks had their moment tonight. I think we will be talking on Friday night about this series ultimately coming to a close. But, Kenny, sign me up for that right now, baby. Let's go. What a birthday. What a birthday. Silver Lake and then off to the garden. I mean, it don't. let me tell you, Kenny, don't get better than that, baby. It don't get better than that. The only thing that might is our Black Friday tailgate that we're going to have for a couple of hours with the Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, you guys, let me tell you something. I have a lot of Jet, I, I have a lot of Jet fans in my life. I love you all. That day after Thanksgiving, you guys are going to hate me. You're going to be like, get JJ the fuck out of here. Enough of them. Oh, celebrating the day after Thanksgiving in the parking lot. Are we, are we tailgating or are we bringing the leftovers? Well, I was going to say, Kenny, either or, whatever works. Um, we better do the tailgate before the game, though, because somebody's going to be going home in a pissy mood. We know that. Somebody's going to be in a real pissy mood. All right, let's head to our pal, Dougie, in Long Island. He is up next. He joins us after a Game 5 win for the Knickerbockers. Doug, the floor is yours. Johnny boy, how we doing, kid? Uh, Dougie, we're surviving like the Knickerbockers, man. Surviving. Uh, you know you. Fleek, Sal, you guys are my guys. You you know, the pandemic came. I lived through you guys. You guys were my outlet. Nick's Twitter disgusts me. 
the narratives on Nick's Twitter and all the bullshit. I, I can't even go on Nick's Twitter. Like I come here, like you call it like it is. And I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Well, Dougie, there's no agenda for me, you know? And, and, and I do think that there's something to be said for some folks. They have an agenda, you know, whether their agenda is anti-Tibbs or whether their agenda is anti-Barrett or, or it's anti-Randall. You know, listen, I've given Randall a hard time here. I'm not going to lie. I've really gone after him the last couple of games. But here's the, here's the difference, though, Doug. He's deserved it. You know what I mean? That's what it boils down to. So, look, the Knicks got to keep in perspective the fan base. This team, no matter what happens Friday or if we get a game seven, if we're lucky enough to get a game seven on Monday, they're moving in the right direction. They're playing a game six in the second round of the playoffs against a team that's been in the Eastern Conference Finals two of the last three years. Anybody's going to sit there and tell me the Knicks aren't moving in the right direction is not paying attention. A hundred percent. Years we travel together. You know, he still coaches college basketball. That flavor foul on Josh Hart was the worst call I've ever seen. Jimmy Butler squared up behind the three-point line. Josh Hart, both of his feet were inside the three-point line. JJ, I know they want offense. But my buddy told me, there's not a three-foot buffer to let a guy land inside. Butler initiated contact by putting his foot out. That was like a Reggie Miller play. It was such a fucking bullshit call. But I'll say this. I, you know, I, I was down on Randall. His effort in the first quarter was atrocious. That third quarter tonight, that was the best quarter of playoff basketball he's played. He moved the ball. He found the open man. If Julius Randall plays like that, the Knicks can win this game. And the one thing, we're shooting three-point team than we are. They've just been hot playoffs. Tonight was more like the real Miami team. And everybody told me, oh, this Tyler Hero injury was going to kill Miami. This fucking Hero injury helped Miami so much. Well, because he's a liability on defense. That's what you've noticed. Miami, at times, with Hero on the floor, you can go after him. And he could be very streaky. And he can go and jumpstart and carry an offense. But they have interchangeable parts that have definitely helped them step it up from a defensive standpoint that I think has made a big difference here in this series. I really do. Um, and I think the point on Randall, I don't know if it's the Brunson pep talk. I don't know if it's the extended trip that he spent on the bench because Tibbs kept him on the bench. I mean, basically inside of three minutes going into the second quarter, you saw him on the bench for a while. Um, maybe that woke him up a little bit. And he actually was two team-oriented to the point where there was one possession, I don't know if you remember it, Doug, where he tried force-feeding the ball to Mitchell Robinson. I'm like, Julius, go up with that. I mean, I'm killing the guy all the time. They can shoot too much. You're right under the basket. What are you trying to pass it there, for goodness sakes? Look, you got great efforts. The all-world effort out of Brunson. You got a good game out of Randall, and you got a really good game out of Barrett. I mean, Barrett, he was getting killed, and I was killing him after the first two games of the Cleveland series. Dougie, he's been fantastic this postseason. Fantastic. Yeah, and I'll say two things. Like, Jalen Brunson, this little fuck, JJ, he's got a pair of balls like nobody I've seen on the Knicks in a long fucking time. And Quentin Grimes, I'm a huge Grimes fan. He's frustrating me with his inability to hit the open three. But tonight, I, I, I got to tip my cap to him. His defense on fucking Jimmy Butler tonight, a guy who was having a phenomenal playoff, that, that, I think that was huge. I don't think they win the game without it. And, J.J., we go into Miami. 
the longer we stay in this game, the more pressure's on the Heat. They do not want to come back to New York. So I, I say we're, we're in house money territory right now. This has been a great year. We've sucked for 20 years. How many game sixes have the Knicks seen in the last 20 years? I think right now, let's get down there. Let's keep this game tight for as long as we can. And if we get back to the Garden for Game 7, we're going to the Eastern Conference Final. And, J.J., who in the fuck was ever going to tell me the Knicks were going to be the sports team to save my seasons? I wouldn't have put my money on that, Dougie. Uh, that's for sure. Appreciate the call as always. It's the middle of May. We got two more days of this. Uh, I'm giving you a little scheduling update. We're not going to have a pod tomorrow. We will have, of course, a live reaction to game five or game six. We're already past game five. Game six of the Eastern Conference semifinals. So we have now made our little scheduling transition, basing our schedule around the New York Knickerbockers. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I think it's a beautiful thing. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Uh, let's head to Mo, who's up next. He joins us. Mo, what's up, puppy? Hey, JJ, what's going on, man? Mo, what's going on with you? What's shaking? I almost had a heart attack today, but I mean, I guess. You and every other Nick fan, uh, when, that ga- when that game is, you know, from nine to seven, and then Lowry's hitting threes, and then Duncan Robinson's hitting threes, and then when it's a two-point game with two minutes to go, you're not feeling particularly confident that the Knicks are going to bring it home. Yeah, I've had zero belief in this team to finish out that game. I was 100. Like, I kind of turned the... I looked away for around a minute or two. I just couldn't watch. It was it was tough to, like, look at that game and not expect you to lose the game, right? Knowing the team you're going up against, you know, the veteranship, you know, Jimmy and the Lowry, they've been there before. And I... Uh, I the, the last caller, I, I completely disagree with that. I think that Miami... Well, even if the Knicks were to win game six, I think they will have no business. Like, they, they wouldn't really care if they go to New York. I think they they can definitely do it. Like, they, 
Listen, I think Miami, he, well, here's, here's the point, though, Mo. I think Miami could absolutely win a game seven on the road. I mean, Miami last year won a game six in Boston facing elimination. Uh, and they almost overcome, you know, or able to overcame, you know, whatever it was. It was like a 13 or a 14 uh, fourth quarter lead that the Celtics had in game seven. And Jimmy Butler had a shot to win it. Uh, their psyche will be fine. But listen, game seven at Madison Square Garden would be off the rails. Uh, and, and that would be the sort of sort of game that Miami's going to be sitting there saying to themselves, if it, if it would have happened, how did we get here? How did this series shift? But in order for that to happen, Mo, the Knicks have to do something they have not done in this series. Go down to Miami and, and, and win a game six. Can they show us that they're capable of doing that? We don't know. And to be honest with you, JJ, I don't think Miami has this huge, you know, home court advantage, right? So it's definitely possible. It's just the team themselves are just, I mean, this has got to be the toughest team I've seen all year the Knicks have played. In terms of mental toughness, not in terms of skill, like this team just does not give up ever. And it's impossible. Yeah, and this was a game, let's be honest, Mo. It's game five. They're, they're up three games to one. They know they have a game in their back pocket. There are many teams in the NBA that at that point in the game, they are calling it a night. They are not giving you that same effort in the fourth quarter. Uh, they may be, you know, taking the foot off the gas. And they'll say, yeah, we'll see you on Friday night. Not this Miami team. They scratched, they clawed, they tried to do everything in their power uh, to get back and to win this game. And they almost did, for goodness sakes. This will be a daunting, daunting challenge for the Knickerbockers. Daunting. They can win another two games, no matter where it is. It's going to be uh, like almost impossible. But one last thing, JJ, before you let me go. I gotta, I'm not sure if you talked about this earlier. I wasn't here until probably like 10 minutes ago, but I got to give it up to Mitchell Robinson. The fact that he was able to knock down those free throws and they were hacking them, um, that that was huge. Um, and and you know what? I'm so happy that that MSG crowd gave him that standing ovation. Well-deserved. Guy's been struggling with free throws the whole playoffs, and it's really nice to see that he uh, he had a little answer for that. Well, listen, Mo, they like willed them. They willed those free throws in. That's a great observation. Robinson was so much better in game five than he was in three or four. Active. That, to me, was the biggest difference with Mitchell Robinson. Super, super, super active. But said to our pal Bradley, Bradley joins us next. Bradley, the floor is yours. Take it away. What's going on, man? Bradley, what's shaking, baby? A couple things tonight. One, Jalen Brunson, I mean, you can't say enough about him. It will go down in history as one of the best signs the Knicks ever made. And two really uh, other factors that led to the win tonight. I'm obviously the Quinn Grimes steal. Can we give some more love to RJ Barrett? I mean, as, like you said before, the first games against Cleveland when he was basically a no show and like there was nothing there. After that, he really just turned on the switch and really flipped the 180. <clears throat> and he's just been like silently, silently having a really, really good postseason ever since. You're not wrong about that. And doing whatever is needed on a particular night. Attacking the basket, playing at a high level on defense, at times hitting the outside shot. Yeah, I've been very pleased with what I've seen out of R.J. Barrett. After those first two games against the Cavaliers, he answered the bell. And that's what I could say about the team tonight, Bradley. You know, they got off to a terrible start in the first quarter. You had the heart flagrant foul. They only had 13 or 14 points. You know, after watching the first quarter, you wondered if the Knicks were going to get completely run out of the building. And then they, and, and 
Bingo, Randall playing terribly. Randall giving you terrible effort in the first quarter. But this is why you feel different about the state of the organization and the state of affairs with the Knickerbockers. This team punches back, dude. That's the difference. They punch back. I mean, I had, I honestly, I didn't have a doubt that the Knicks weren't, you know, didn't have a doubt that they weren't going to win this game. And I, I felt all along they were going to win this one. They, they could not go down in five against the Heat. They've had too much of a good season. And, you know, JJ, I'm going to go on Lim and say, Lim and say it. I think we're in for like a game seven. I really, really do. Wow, Bradley. Brad, I'll remind you of that Friday night. I'll remind you of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna think it's gonna go game seven. And I'm telling you, if they win game six, I think Dougie mentioned before, all the pressure is on Miami. All of it. I mean, you, you all you had to do is like give us a pulse. You, all you, that's all it takes. It takes one pulse and it changes the whole dynamic of, of a playoff series. It it just one pulse. I'm telling you. A lot of Knickerbocker fans getting sucked into thinking they're gonna see game seven on Monday night. A lot of Knickerbocker fans thinking that. Hope you guys are right. Uh, I don't have your confidence. I don't. Got to keep it real with you all. That's what we do around here. We keep it real. I do not think we're going to have a game seven. I'd be stunned if I'm going to Madison Square Garden to celebrate my 35th birthday. But, oh, my goodness, I hope that happens. I really do. Let's head to Alex. He joins us next. Alex, take it away. How we doing, Poppy? Hey, JJ. Hi, Alex. So quick, quick, a couple quick points I wanted to make uh, with you. Uh, one is I think it did kind of benefit us tonight, the fact that, you know, that he stayed in the game long enough because it didn't allow them to rest their starters in the fourth. And you look at Butler's minutes and Bam's minutes, they each played over 40 minutes. So I, if we're talking about who's going to be rested or not, if we had blown them out, Butler's probably sitting at 30 minutes, Bam's sitting at 30 and so I think that might be beneficial to us uh, come Friday night is my first. Uh, you might be right about that. You might be right about that. Um, truth be told, I would have preferred the Knicks had won the game by 15 to 20 points. And I didn't have to sweat out the final two or three minutes. Um, we'll find out. If Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio look a step slow, then yeah, maybe that extra push they made in game five is going to come back and hurt them. But I'm going to applaud Miami, Alex. Because there are a lot of teams in the NBA that when they're down 16, 18 points, midway through a third quarter, when they're up three games to one, they're calling it a night. That's not a part of the heat in their DNA. And you got to respect that about them. Whether you like them or not, you got to respect Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And they're, they're cockroaches for a reason. And they're, you know, they always are in the game. And then my last point before I let you go is just uh, to point out that I really think we need some big bench points uh, in game six. I mean, if you look today, I think we outscored 40 to 8 by the bench. And uh, what I'm looking for maybe is, do you think quickly is going to be available for game six? And maybe like this could be his game to maybe shine and you know give us a good performance off the bench. Uh, I don't, Alex. I don't. I mean, he didn't play in game four. He didn't play in game five. You're telling me Emmanuel quickly is going to be ready to go by Friday night? In theory, it's a great idea. It sounds wonderful, but... No, I do not think Emmanuel quickly is going to be a factor. And you're right. If he was playing the way he played in the regular season, he's a guy who could give you that sort of spark and that sort of burst. The problem has been you haven't seen that version of Emmanuel quickly really at any point this postseason. Uh, let's head to Big Josh. I'm sure he's fired up. Big Josh. 
AJ, what's going on, brother? Josh, Poppy, all's good. We're checking. I want to thank you for making me some money today. I follow your, your SG. Oh, there you go. Um, listen, we put to work our SGP. Uh, we didn't want to go down a loser in potentially the last game of Madison Square Garden. So, you know, Struis hit a couple of threes early. That was nice. Jalen Brunson over 25 points. I should have taken Jalen Brunson over 35 points. Could have made even more money for us, Josh. But we ain't going to complain, man. We ain't going to complain. Next time I see the ball, they got a cool one on me, man. I'll take it. You're, you're on. You're on. JJ, I want to point out a few things. Um, Mitchell Robinson, wow. We were trashing him uh night before. We were trashing him while he's in the game. He gave us 11, eight points, 11 rebounds. And I'm looking at Miami roster. I'm seeing guys like Gabe Vincent, Robinson. These guys just a month ago were eating bench. Why Why not the upset? You know, we were saying it was done, but why not? Um, It's going to take a monumental Herculean test, though, Josh. And that means, listen, Brunson, I'm not saying he's going to be as dominant as he was in Game 5, but he's going to have to be pretty darn close to that. You're going to need this sort of game, second half, second quarter and on, Julius Randle, not the guy you saw in the first quarter. You need a big game out of Barrett. And, Josh, the Knicks got to shoot it. I'm not saying that they're going to go to Miami and hit, I don't know, 13 threes, but they got to hit at least 10. I mean, that to me is a magic number for the Knicks. If they want to have a legitimate shot to go and win game six on the road, these are the sort of things that need to happen. Of course, of course, JJ. I just want to point out one more thing, man. I cannot wait to see you on Black Friday, man. <laughs> oh, we're going to be rocking. Listen, I woke up to that. That was fantastic news. I woke up uh, to the text message from, like, every person in my life. See the news? See the news? See the news? I'm like, okay. That's perfect for me. And it's a 3 o'clock game, so get out there early. Enjoy a wonderful tailgate. And then hopefully all you Jeff fans are heading home in a miserable mood. That's, that's, that's my hope. So we'll see if that's reality. Let's head to our pal, Hector Washington Heights. Hello, Hector. We're looking great tonight. Great tonight, JJ. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Before I get into the game, JJ, I got to um, extend an invitation because we were waiting for this game. And uh, your boy Sal, our buddy Sal and myself and a few of the overnight callers and listeners are supposed to get together. And Doug hopefully is able to make it out. He might have work complications and uh, get together and watch uh, the game on a Friday. So we're not sure quite. Oh, I well, I appreciate that kind invite. Uh, but the working man, as you know, Hector, is a sucker. So that is, that is where I will be uh, in the lab, getting ready to talk to you guys. If you guys maybe enjoy a couple of libations. Yeah, I was afraid you might say that, but I said I got to invite my boy JJ because it, it would. Be- well, I appreciate a good invite, of course. Anytime I get a good invite, Hector, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate that. You know. You know it. For sure. And you know, like always, we'll get together at the Subway Series and uh, all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, man, great win tonight, JJ. Great win tonight. Um, I guess I'm, like, somewhere between you and the guys that think uh, we could go on and win this next game and push a game seven. Um, trying to figure out a path there. But tonight, tonight was just, you know, it was about Brunson. It was about Mitch stepping up, making those free throws. It's about RJ continuing his turnaround, man. As much as we bash this guy, and I'm right there with the guys that bashed him. Um, rightfully so, though. I mean, you know, RJ's been disappointing. 
for a lot of the time that he's been here so far. Um, but what a time to step up how he has after, what, that second game in Cleveland or, or whatever it was. Um, and, you know, Julius today, you know, a little tough start. I still wonder, and it's not to make excuses, but, you know, how much the ankle is affecting him. And and, I, and I, I'm listening here and I'm thinking, man, if we can survive this series and somehow, you know, survive his inconsistent play and kind of ugly play and all that, and maybe that ankle comes all the way around for the next series if we make it and, and we get the regular season Julius, that, that'll be awesome, man. But even to win the next game, you know, we, you, you, I forget if it was you, one of the callers who mentioned Brunson maybe being tired and Grimes being a l- little bit tired and not, even if they play the minutes, maybe not being as effective, you know. Um, maybe this is the game that Julius steps up and gives us that game and, and carries us to a W. I don't know. Hector, if you want to go win this game on Friday, it's all hands on deck, dude. It's across the board. You need a better version of Josh Hart. You know Miami is going to be able to shoot the ball better than they did in game five. Miami shot the ball terribly for the first three quarters of this game, Hector, and then really came alive with Duncan Robinson in the fourth quarter. Look, I don't think they're going to Miami winning the game. I don't. Because I don't think we've seen in this postseason, second round at least, that vintage Jimmy Butler game. Uh, I would not be surprised if we get it on Friday night with a chance for this series to come to a close. But listen, I'm praying that we got a game number seven on Monday night. Please. By any means necessary. Any means necessary. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll take two more and and then we'll say goodbye. I do want to, by the way, I'll I'll save my my final thoughts uh, in a moment. I'll save them in a moment. Let's head to uh, Elmhurst. Charlie. Hello, Charlie. How you doing, JJ? How you doing? Charlie, yeah, quite yeah, quite the day. You're hanging with Slay Acid. Uh, you took a picture with John Sterling. Volpe hits a grand slam, and the Knicks win game five. Good day for you. Oh, and my cashing some tickets. Knicks team total over 106 and a half. And I did the, the simple two-legger uh Brunson, 25-plus. Barrett, 25-plus. Uh, 20-plus. And, of course, I followed your SGP, man. Cash those tickets. That a boy. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I am happy to hear that you followed our winning SGP. Uh, thank you very much for that. Job well done. Absolutely. And absolutely for tonight. Like, we know the Knicks. Knicks are very, like, physicality-wise, they're ready for it. They, you know, gave you a moment. I, I was so, like, disgusted with first quarters like oh my goodness this thing's gonna go down like roasted chicken they're gonna do nothing then that second quarter when they it was only brunson the only starter in the second half and with barrett uh they went fast they went fast i love the pace that don't go slow and that julius randall kind of hogged that pace but when they went fast that's what went to that was 17 to 2 run or something to get out the lead that kind of set the tone and for the Knicks offense to jump start. And that was the key right there. Now, I know Miami's doesn't go away. Now, obviously, we roasted Julius Randle. And I was so disgusted with his performance and his comments and everything. But you know what? You got to give him credit. Uh, he, 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 in those, little, in those middle, middle quarters, he gave us some points. And, of course, RJ Barrett, after that first two games in, uh, in Cleveland, he has been really good, really great in this postseason. Stepped on and five and at that last. The point general, Jalen Brunson, he did not allow his team to lose. 
And I thought, I felt coming, even I talked to Anthony in this, Anthony, when I'm at the stadium, it's like, hmm, if the Knicks are going to win this game, I think Brunson has to score like 40 plus points. Well, I mean, a couple points short, but like, he came close to that. So, like, Brunson was so amazing. That was awesome to see. Uh, and just great to see Brunson like, go off and uh, have a point guard, a general, a leader on this team. It's awesome to see. And we'll see in game six. I, right now, I'm happy right now. I feel house money right now going to game six. Well, it's weird, Charlie, because they were favorites to win the series. So it, it's weird talking about house money. But to your point, and it's a good one, when you're down three to one in the series and you look the way that they looked in the two games down in South Florida, game three getting mauled, game four never really having a legit shot to win. You extended your season, 48 hours. This would be monumental going down to Miami and winning. Four and a half point underdogs, so the the odds makers say it's not impossible. Not impossible. But you're going to have to duplicate what you did here on Wednesday night. Did the Knicks have that in them with the energy, intensity, and everything that they brought to the table on Wednesday? Can they do it again? And I, for one, have my doubts. Justin in Florida Park joins us. Justin, take it away. JJ. Justin, hello, buddy. The uh, performance by Brunson tonight. Um, I just hope we can bring it 48 minutes, man. a lot for him and Grimes. And Grimes looks like he's a little banged up. And a quick turnaround now, too, Justin, because you got Friday night. All of a sudden, you got to get on a plane. You got to get ready for, you know, the Miami, uh, the crowd, the the, the road environment, everything that comes with it. Not that not that Miami's the most daunting road I- environment you're going to find in the NBA, but listen, Knicks haven't played well in this series down in South Beach. Now, all of a sudden, they got to find a way to play well down there if they want to win this series. And then we'll see what happens. I, I just think that all these series, for some reason, are all going to go seven. I really do. I think Boston's going to bounce back tomorrow. I really do. And, uh, you know, same thing with Phoenix. And, uh, you know, I think Golden State's going to find a way against the Lakers. I really do. Well, Golden State right now is taking care of business in game five, which I expected. Um, I think the Lakers, in order to win that series, have got to win it in six. I I do not think they will win a game seven on the road in Golden State. I do not think Curry will let his team lose a game seven on the road. So I think the Lakers got to get it done on Friday night. Um, As far as the other two series, I beg to differ with Boston and Philadelphia. I don't like what I've seen from the Celtics. To me, the Celtics are all or nothing with the three-point shot. The Celtics, to me, have a coaching issue. They look disjointed. They look out of sorts. They're not as good as they were a year ago on defense. I think Philly's going to get them, Justin. I really do. I think Philly's going to win. Um, and I think Denver's going to take care of Phoenix tomorrow night, too. I do, because they were... I, you know what it is? They were in the two games in Phoenix. Devin Booker played just certifiably out of his mind. He could not have played any better in three and four. The ramp played an insanely high level. And, and, and I think Denver's just deeper and better. And even if even if Denver loses game six, I'd be stunned if Den, Denver lost this series. Denver is not losing at home. I just think it's I just think it's going seven. Fair enough. I guess we'll find out. I think, but uh yeah, man. I mean, they they crashed the boards, they they got the rebounds. This is what they need to do, man. Cause uh, those games in Miami, man, they were getting so many second chance points, Miami. And that's and of course, then they kick out to the threes and they were hitting them tonight. They weren't hitting them. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game down in Miami. And like you said, very quick turnaround, JJ. That's the only thing that scares me. We're playing 48 minutes from Brunson 
and Grimes. You know, someone else is going to have to step it up. And I, I just don't know where he's going because I don't think he believes in Hart anymore now. I know he had some turnovers, the foul trouble. But, you know, Hart played like 10 minutes tonight. They're going to need something out of Hart, though, Justin. I understand your point. He had a bad game five. That's fair. Um, he's not been as productive in this series. He was not good the other day. Excellent, excellent point. Um, but they need something out of Hart. Especially if Grimes is going to be hobbled. And he is going to be hobbled going into Friday night. All right, last but not least, the money man. Jeff Money joins us. Money, the floor is yours. Welcome in. JJ, what's going on? So we had a nice win there with the Knicks. We had to sweat it out, but a win's a win. So we uh, pulled that out. Um, did you also take the Warriors for tonight? Uh, I did. I rode with you. Yes, I did. Now, I see already from what you were saying, um, we're probably going to be against each other for tomorrow. I, I think the Celtics are going to pull it out, and I also think the Suns are going to uh, cover their Wow. So we are heads up, Jeff Money, in both NBA games on Thursday because I will be on Philadelphia plus the points. And I will also be on Denver, plus the points. Now, as far as the Knicks game, I mean, in my heart, of course, I love the Knicks to win. But if on a betting perspective, I guess you have, if you have to pick someone, I think you got to take Miami. I saw it at four. So you're saying you sort of went to four and a half? So I'm looking right now. I just hopped on FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's see the official uh, up-to-the-minute line. I want to make sure I have it right for the folks out there. The New York Knickerbockers on Friday. You're right, four. Little lower than I thought it would be, Jeff Money. Little lower than I thought it would be. Really hoping for them, if they would have like really blew the crap out of them tonight, I'd feel more comfortable about taking the Knicks for game six. But like you said, Miami never dies. And, uh, you know, my heart, I want to see the Knicks win it. But uh, Benny's perspective, I, if you got to bet, I think you got to go with the Heat on that one. Listen, Money, I expect Miami to win in six. I, I think we're moving in that direction. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't know what gas the Knicks will have left in the tank to go and play this game on Friday night. But showed you a whole lot of gumption today. And that started with Brunson, and it kind of trickled down to the rest of the team. Brunson would not let his team lose. They were not losing tonight. Jalen Brunson, best player on the team. You know, they had all NBA votes today. Randall was third team. Jalen Brunson is more worthy. And I know the guard position is not as stacked as the forward position before you technicalities come at me. I understand that. Jalen Brunson was more worthy of being all NBA than Julius Randall. I watched the Knicks. Every single night. Brunson's the best player on the team. I mean, is anybody going to fight you on that? Is anybody going to argue with that? He's the best player on the team. But they're going to need everybody on Friday night. If we're talking about an extended weekend into Monday, going to need everybody. Now, a couple of quick thoughts before we say goodbye. Mets needed a win. Verlander was outstanding tonight. Gave up the run in the first inning, and then he settled in. And that's the version of Justin Verlander the Mets need. They need him to be an ace. Every fifth day, go deep into games and win games. That's only the second time this year the Mets have had a starter go into the seventh inning. That is embarrassing. So that's a formula that's got to change. We'll see if that starts to change with Verlander. Good night for them. Now go and win a series tomorrow afternoon. The Reds stink. Enough is enough with losing these bad teams. The Mets got to get back to winning ways. But a big-time pick-me-up from JV. And how good has Robertson been in the ninth inning? I mean, Robertson has been absolutely automatic for the Mets. And from a Yankee perspective, you know, the A's are an embarrassment. I, I actually feel sorry for the team that they are running out there. From the fans, whoever whoever is left in Oakland, I, I, I feel sorry for them. Because it, it was like watching a minor league team play the Yankees. Now, 
Yankees had to go and beat them three straight. Thankfully, they did. They got a well-pitched game out of Schmidt the other night. They got a, good, a well-pitched game out of Brito for the most part. The bullpen did the job, and it helps that they're scoring some runs. Bader's been a big spark plug. He's been in the middle of everything since he's come off the injured list. He's a good player. He's a winning player. Puts the ball in play, hits in the clutch, hits for a little bit more power than was advertised. I'm a big Harrison Bader fan. Now you get ready. Four games with the Rays. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They lost two out of three last weekend, but they easily could have won the series or swept the series. Let's see how the Yankees handle this next stretch here with Tampa. Minimum, you got to go and split this series. I mean, I'm kind of at the point with the Yankees where I know they're dead in the division, but in order for me to you know, start to get my confidence back regarding the team. I want to see him play well against Tampa and Toronto here over the next couple of days. All right, this is a ton of fun. Thanks for everybody doing this here and uh, joining on Twitter Spaces. Remember, we will not have a podcast on Thursday. We're going dark on Thursday night. We'll be back on Friday night after game number six. Where we'll be talking about the Knicks joining me on the golf course or will we be talking about a game seven on my 35th birthday, Monday night. We shall see. Good job by Stefan. Back on Friday night. JJ out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.